0: whatever you put in some in some shape or form it comes full circle later in time you don't get to control when you get your reward but i do have enough faith in the universe that every time i may have felt a little bit slighted the universe rewarded me with something significantly better for being patient <laughs>
1: Hi and welcome back to the my future business show. It's Rick Nusky. Just want to stop and say thank you so very much for supporting the show. The feedback that is being received is just warming. It's wonderful. It's humbling. And it's a privilege to be able to sit in front of you uh, with amazing guests like today's guest Sasha Lago. Welcome to the show Sasha.
0: Hello, Rick. Thank you for having me.
1: Yes, we were just talking about how it's been two years since you had spent some time with me on the show. Uh, It just time flies, doesn't it?
0: Absolutely. I know that I've been introduced to many new facets of business development out there since I dropped by to talk about organizational development and of course given the present reality It's a great opportunity for us to focus on the self-development, which will help hopefully most of the audience members cope with their professional transitions. There may be people transitioning into working a new way with a new normal in reality, whether it's from home or in other remote settings. There may be those that have transitioned out of their previous positions and Mm -hmm. now they're entering. New opportunities, whether it's through their own volition or they've just happened to be some economic changes. So it's a time of uh, stopping to reflect and also acquiring a perspective. And we have to have that raw conversation with ourselves as prior to the current events, were we on the path where we're actualizing our goals because I believe that this is Mother Nature's way Mm -hmm. of getting our attention to slow down because at times we're on autopilot. And until this happened, all of a sudden people have to stop and go, wait, I'm being told that I need to take care of myself, spend more time to a more domestic base, change how I go about conducting business. And my rhetorical question would be to people, uh, how long ago was it that you shook hands in a business meeting? or hugged or greeted a loved one. And I was thinking about that last night.
1: If we go back to our previous meeting, Sasha, it turned out to be uh, one of the most popular uh, interviews during that time period. So, uh, whoever has not experienced what Sasha has to share, uh, get comfortable because this is going to be a, a, a pretty uh, enlightening call. Um, but before we do that, Sasha, I always like to, as you know, touch on, um, I guess, your personal um, side, you know, the things that um, let's assuming things were normal, what you enjoy doing in your pastime and um, uh, just learning a little bit more about you. Would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself with the the My Future Business audience?
0: Sure. So the inception of Sasha Talks came about a, a little bit over a decade when we had gone through the economic downfall and I was working within corporate. And to this day, I still have a healthy relationship in and out of corporate that I had to come up with a supplemental form of income. And I asked myself, what ability or skill sets do I have that I have not capitalized upon? And it wasn't exactly a skill set, but a talent of spiritual counseling. So SashaTalks.com started out solely as a spiritual counseling website. And because I also came from a business background over a period of few years, I decided to merge two different parts of me onto the same platform, because whether somebody was coming to me for business counsel or spiritual, it's still the same person. Mm-hmm. And when I started out, it was from a place of need to supplement uh, income with the uncertainty of what will happen three, four months down the road. And one thing led to another. When I started out Sasha Talks, there was no premeditated plan that over a decade later, I'll be talking to Rick today. It was, <laughs> me putting myself out there as a person and i know that in the initial stages i was still addressing myself a bit in third person and i believe it takes time to grow comfortable in your skin mm-hmm. in your personal and professional life and i believe i'm in a good place now that, that i'm able to provide i'm um, even a better version of myself and in the process of the work that i do which touches upon self-development, spiritual, and business. This has been a great test for me to see that all of the self-development that I've done, at least in the last five to six years, has started to pay off. That uh, this sudden transition that we've had to make, I'm very surprised that I myself have coped well. And I typically don't give myself credit, which is why I tell people, these are the moments where you find out whether all of your work that you put in every day Uh, is paying off or not because you can't do this for vanity reasons and fake it
1: no absolutely not do you find that your own personal um i guess uh, approach to a day has changed over the last year or so given uh, the nature of the world we're living in at the moment what does your routine look like is it any different
0: so prior uh prior to uh, the current events, I was spending at least about 20% of my time commuting to some of the on-site commitments I had for organizations. Mm -hmm. So I got part of that time back. That's about four to four and a half hours of my day. And then of course, some of it I reinvested into catching up on rest, but it also has the opposite side effect. I'm accustomed to working partially uh, remote that I'm pretty disciplined with having a routine. It is normal for me, especially in the present times when I'm working alongside different global time zones to start my day off, let's say hypothetically at 11 mid morning, and then I'm gonna go into a late in the night, or if I begin my day five in the morning, then it's normal for me to step away around four in the afternoon and then come back. For me, it's a little bit flexible because of the nature the work I do, mm-hmm. but one thing I do is working out at the gym that it forced me to go out every day in the sun and walk a couple miles. So this is the tannest that I've been in my adult life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I, I do thank you for sharing this, this private side because it gives context to how we approach business, um, how we approach life, and how we adapt to the current situation that we are facing globally. Uh, there's no escaping um, the current set of circumstances. And I wonder, given the the shift in how you do your work and how you provide your services and work with people, um, how are they responding to that change?
0: I would say that for uh, for the spiritual counselling aspect of my work, that had spiked about uh, three months ago because that aspect of my work, regardless of what's going on in the economy, was... Uh, it remains pretty consistent, but it does spike at times because my work focuses on the human condition. And we don't like to be in a moment of uncertainty, anxiety, fear. There are people who go from complaining about their jobs to now they're coming to me and they're going, I don't have a job. And yeah. now that has that is a new uh, layer that they have to work through and we have to redirect them to looking on the positive of, Okay, I recall five months ago, you were telling me how much you hate your job, and now you're mourning that you don't have a paycheck. That we have to go back to the point of gratitude. I know it's very easy to say it, but I know that when I started implementing that, at least over four years ago, through my journaling activities and affirmations and uh, self-crafted self-development activities, you open up and you start acquiring you look at life through fresh eyes. There are going to be new people, new opportunities. And if you give yourself a chance of living, and that's something that even I had to learn uh, in the process of uh, nurturing Sasha Talks over the decade, that it's not always about expecting that people are going to do something for us. You have to have those expectations for you deliver and respond to yourself mm. right now with all of the changes going on I've noticed that many people are reactive and being reactive it's not the same as responding because when we respond we have to slow down we have to I encourage people to think it through before they engage in some speech or action. Don't get me wrong I'm also human mm-hmm. but with all of the reactions going on think of all of the emotions that people are infused with and with all the time that they have on their hands, some of them have more time than others, Uh, they may not necessarily focus their energies in a positive fashion. Yeah. Because if you're going to put yourself out there, remember, eventually, if you work for somebody, your employer will pay attention to, okay, who is this person? How did they apply their time? Whether they were out of the workforce, are you taking self-development courses, professional development courses online? There's a lot of information, and I forewarn people that make some effort in sifting through it. Because just because information is readily available does not always mean it is credible. Yeah. And the information is only as credible as the source, whether it comes in the form of a person or a thing.
1: I'd love to talk a little bit about, just backtracking a little bit about people's emotions at the moment. There seems to be a bit of groupthink, global groupthink going on, where if one person's angry, it seems to filter across uh, total societies. Are, are you seeing that? And what would be your uh, advice to somebody who finds themselves being negative, uh, angry, and, and feeling like you know some, the world owes them something? How do you, how do you uh, uh, get them to work through those, those issues?
0: I love how you touch upon the thought of the world owes them something because there are times where people approach me from a sense of entitlement. And I tell them I do not engage those mentalities because they're not, no matter what they do or what others do for them, they're not going to be content. And you want to invest in scenarios and individuals that are investing in themselves. Now, yes, there is a lot of. Uh, negativity present at the moment, mm-hmm. and it just seems like a match. One person throws a match out, everybody just runs towards it without giving it a thought. Again, people are reacting; they're not responding. And it comes down to maybe I lost my job, I don't have money coming in, I have to I have to keep a roof over my head. It's not necessarily the healthiest way of responding to stress at the moment. And for those that are engaging in that negativity, I believe that a good portion of them were probably negative to begin with prior. It's just heightening their responses within the environment. Because when life doesn't go according to how one expects it to flow, they are going to be negative. They are going to be disgruntled. So the more disgruntled they are, it makes me question how far away how far against life are they going? If you're going against the flow, of course, life is gonna push back. Mother Nature always wins.
1: The thing that came to my mind, Sasha, is emotional intelligence or the lack thereof. How would one work on developing their emotional intelligence? What are, what are the, some of the steps, the initial steps that they could go through?
0: Well, often I'm exposed to that more in a business setting because you're not only working within structured environments, but in the game of life, you're coexisting with everyone out there. You don't get to control who comes into your path. You get to control how you respond. I would probably start with the number one reality that we are one of many human beings on earth and not everybody has the same upbringing, access to resources, and experience to understand that time at least in our human lifespan is finite we have to respect time and boundaries and know that people are most people are doing their best because i noticed that sometimes people as they start ascending to new tiers in their professional heights uh, they forget where either they came from or they forget that there are other people that need to be catered to as well that it's a two-way street, not a one-way street. And with patience, I would say that comes through living. I know that when I started out, if you saw me at 20, I don't know if you would be talking to me today.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> May but <not>. through,
0: <laughs> through the twist and turns of life, whether it comes from uh, disappointments or grief or loss or heartbreak, uh, you have to experience some, I don't wanna say, downfall in order to appreciate the good times but it's always about in the order of rising there's going to be moments where you fall and I think those falls are necessary because they're not planned but it forces you to go okay am I doing things for the right reasons am I saying yes for the right reasons am I saying no for the right reasons Uh, because for example right now There are plenty of people out there available in the workforce. And this is a time for them to reflect and go, do I really want to continue that career path? Or do I want to, let's say, start off as an entrepreneur? Do I want to cut back on working the number of hours that I used to, because now I have more quality time with my family? And we have to balance the reality that to a degree, we do need resources to survive. But maybe some people don't need it to the degree where they were just chasing that goal and they let life pass them by because 24 hours is the right amount in a day. But I was having this discussion with some people that I crossed paths with in the previous months through the shared rights services that this is a good time to assess. Were you spending a third of your day on social media and you're not running a business, you're just doing this on your personal time Now you have 24 hours to be on social media, not necessarily a good thing. Mm. So there has to be moderation. That's an opportunity to take up new activities and habits take time to develop good habits and also bad habits take time to diffuse. So this this is the moment where you could decide what direction you want to go to because it's not only individuals that have been impacted, civilians, homemakers. There are also businesses that have been impacted. And I feel for the private small business owners, because some of those businesses will not be returning to resume their operations. And then there are large businesses out there where it's like breathing. You don't stop breathing. Life still goes on, but you just have to adjust your ways in order to take one step forward, one at a time
1: yes thank you this is wonderful insight thank you so very much I I, you touched on social media just moments ago and it made me start thinking about um, the media in general we are bombarded by um, you know through our smartphones our desktops our laptops tablets etc is there is there value in taking time away stepping away from technology getting away from media and what sort of responsibility do you think Sasha that media has in terms of how we're all currently thinking
0: well, I should be mindful in how I phrase it because the whole uh, concept of Sasha Talks was born online. So to a degree, having a virtual business that translates to live interactions has its value. Mm-hmm. But if you're engaging in social media, you should take away the positive. It is a good way to connect with people, but you also have to look at how social media could be the things that nurture you could also destroy you over time. So whether you're doing it on a personal level or on a business level, you want to apply moderation because for example, for somebody who brags that they have 10,000 Facebook friends, more power to them, but how many of them are truly friends? So it comes down to defining, how do you define an acquaintance, a friend? Uh, Connecting with people, human connection is important. But we want to make more of an effort that it's a positive human connection and that we're not projecting our fears, um, stereotypes, anxieties onto this cyber sphere where anybody could read it and just keep igniting the fuel. So if you're going to drive a change online, make sh- do your best that it's something positive. Now, in terms of the media i personally do not follow the news every day because of the quality of the media Mm -hmm. but because i also have to travel at times i have been uh, tracking it more so just for self-awareness purposes to know is it worth getting on the plane or not what areas to avoid for now so the media i believe has evolved as compared to 20 years ago, where I would look forward to going online when Yahoo was new and presenting content. Now we have many other platforms that have become available, and again, it goes back to the information is only as credible as the source, but we have to be more careful now because it's in the business of clicking and yep. clickbait yep. and buzzwords. And pictures and people look at pictures and they go, I want that type of lifestyle. And there's no thought behind it. It's just a little bit of brainwashing. A bit of a marketing machine, isn't it? Yes. So it says the media will do the thinking for you and sway your opinion because it's more convenient for people just to listen, to see, and apply limited senses and draw a conclusion. And I believe you and I know that life isn't. Life doesn't work that way. We have to engage on a human level. We have to take risks. We have to make decisions. And we're accountable for it. Uh, there, There's another a professional that I cross paths with every couple of months, and he told me, I don't follow the news. I only I only turn on the news when I need to know if I'm going somewhere. And he <laughs> said, I didn't check the news for three weeks, and I didn't know that uh, what happened. And I believe there was a natural disaster that had taken place then. I recall it was about two years ago where I did not tune into the news for about five weeks. I did not even know that the government had shut down. Now, that could be a good thing or a bad thing, but <laughs> it depends what part of the country you're spending time in, at yeah. least in America, because wherever you are local, that's the type of news you're going to be exposed to. And I always find it interesting because I also have contacts abroad that when you watch the British news, you learn more about America, and when you're watching the American news, you acquire a new perspective on the British that they don't air before their local uh, civilians, so that people are pushing different news onto different populations. But again, uh, as there are many highly refined, intel, uh, intelligent folks that know how to sensibly balance the information that comes through, there are some that they just react to it. Mm-hmm. They don't really reflect upon it. So I believe uh, you ha- also have to filter the type of information you allow your eyes, your ears, and your mind to absorb. Yes,
1: yeah, thank you so much. I- I'd love to shift gears. Uh, if I could, we just going back a little bit we talked a little bit about um, the idea that social media you have a type of relationship but uh, they're not truly relationships now if we think about that and we're trying to forge um, real relationships meaningful relationships both professionally and privately given the nature of the world as it is and the, the the fact is we're by and large moving to an online space what are you seeing in that regard how are you helping people um, build relationships both professionally and privately if if they're always online now, as opposed to -to face-to-face?
0: I still have had the privilege of working alongside uh, senior leaders that nurture those face-to-face relationships. Mm -hmm. And they go out of their way to make that effort, which I do admire because going on a zoom meeting is convenient if you look at the time and context yeah but still it would be wonderful if you and i cross paths and can have a cup of tea and i get to hear you laugh in front of me and it's not just a moving real-time image on zoom so the fact that technology has made us more uh, robust in a sense of becoming more efficient there are people who have also become very dependent on it to the degree where they will won't leave their office or their home to engage people because listening to that voice is good enough. I was having this discussion, I believe it was a few years ago, with a former colleague of mine who shared with me that she met her husband online, and she was sharing her experience how the dating realm has evolved in the 1990s when the dating websites came out. Back then, it was just you come up with a paragraph of your profile in a picture. Now, it's so surreal that there's a video. You get to hear their voice. There's a voicemail. You see them on video. There's many real-time arrangements that could be made as two strangers bond online. And people are having those emotional relationships without meeting the other human being, which I find it to be very intriguing because to what degree do you know that they are as legitimate? I mean, that could be a whole nother conversation because it requires trust and boundaries. Uh, for example, through spiritual counseling, I've had women come to me over the years and they're having relationships with another human being they have not ever met. And all of a sudden they want that person to move in and they find out later that they can't leave the country because it's, they have a felony and they're going back to jail. So I hear all types of stories. It could be even with business. You might be engaging in monetary transactions with somebody in a different state or a country, and you think they look like who they claim to look like because of a picture, but you still have to do our due diligence. Technology is a nice convenience, but I'm the type I still want to hug that loved one, hug that friend when the time comes and just use the tools in moderation. For example, the internet is a great tool. It, it has allowed many of us to monetize off it, but it also has that dark side where unfortunate events take place and people are victimized or crimes take place. So there's always that the light and the dark end to anything that we do or we implement in our life.
1: I'd love if we could, Sasha, to talk about caching karma too share a little bit about what this is all about with the, with the audience
0: Yeah, so cash and karma one came about where the theme was going from jobless to abundance and sharing job hunting tips that were appropriate at that time uh, the type of people that are worthy of networking with and knowing how to apply time management and screening the right opportunities for yourself mm-hmm. and the end of that book focus on self-development Cash and Karma 2 came about unplanned because I was going about going about studying different organizations, especially in the last two years. And my sample pool of companies was at least in the triple digits. It was more than 100 companies where I pitched myself to them for mm-hmm. various positions, went through the phone interviews, the video interviews, the multiple rounds of interviews, and I was able to study how these companies are uh, engaging in talent acquisition, how are they retaining companies, I mean, retaining talent, and also how are they marketing their companies, whether it's a startup organization, a mom and pop organization, a global organization. And I noticed that some companies have some work to do because they're relying on all of the superficial aspects to lure talent in. And if you're hiring seasoned professionals, they're intelligent. They know to what degree, what they need, and what they want from their employer. That they're going to come into the company, work, realize what the truth is, and move on. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are three different types of interviews that take place nowadays, especially given the current events. You could be interviewing on Zoom. You could be interviewing one-on-one. I have done all types of interviews from panel. Meaning they invite you, you don't know what's going to be, what and who's going to be waiting for you, and there could be five people seated at the table, which is perfectly fine because I've done it many times. Uh, That might not be everyone's comfort level. Some people like to know down to details how each meeting will go. And I am there to help people prepare and remind them that if you are selling yourself, You should know yourself well enough that no third party should make you question your credibility. And at the same time, you want to bring the human aspect to the table. You don't want to sound like a machine that has done 20 interviews in one week that they're looking at you and they're going, you know what? I don't believe this person needs a job. They're just here. They'll take anything that's given to them. There's a time and place I mean, I'll say even when I started out, I worked all types of jobs, odd jobs, but I never discounted how I earned that one dollar. And you have to respect anyone who has the courage, no matter how much pain or uncertainty that they're in, that they will get out of bed and go out the door, face the world, and earn that dollar. And sometimes people don't give themselves enough credit because they're waiting for that dream job to come along. There are many different aspects that I integrated into Cash and Karma, too, but it had to do with how companies sell themselves, and some of them have some work cut out to do because (laughs) they do misrepresent the reality of why they're hiring people. And there are also job candidates who have to be sensible, and they shouldn't act as you're going to be riding high on a great economy forever That Companies have to bend backwards to win you over. Uh, both parties have to give and take.
1: How important is bringing your A game in terms of your energy and your posture?
0: I believe it is very important because I know that even on, on through the telephone screenings, there have been times where the person reaching out to me what well, just did not... You could tell when somebody is just doing their job or they really love their job and they're trying to sell to you. And there have been times where it was very telling from the very first hello, where I did not pick up engaging energy that I had no desire to learn more about that job description. And then there are times where people reach out on behalf of their respective organizations and they do a great job luring in your interest. And then maybe the execution process of these interviews are poor because communication falls through and they're not consistent. So if they say we're gonna reach out within 10 days and they haven't reached out in 21 days, I tell some of my clients that don't wait and bank on that one opportunity to come through until you have a signed offer and you know the day you're gonna start work, you are available in the market. Because that when you come across that job and you're banking on that one opportunity to come through, that you slowly pull away from putting in more applications and putting in that effort. And there are going to be people who are just nice and they may genuinely be nice and you feel very optimistic about the outcome, but things happen because like, for example, In my portfolio work, I also continue recruiting certain organizations that I provide services to. Mm -hmm. So right before the current events played out with the stay-at-home orders, I recall there was one that reached out to me and said, Sasha, we have to figure out what to do with our talent pool before we could discuss how we can collaborate with you at this moment in time. And I told them, don't worry, take care of it. Like there are many things that have played out even prior to the world of Sasha Talks where I've noticed I walked into an interview, they forgot to call me and tell me they already hired someone and everything happens for a reason. I remember I was walking back to the elevator and a gentleman stopped me and he said, I haven't seen you here. Were you helped? And I said, yes, I came for a job interview, but they forgot to tell me that they hired someone (laughs) and he told me I am hiring for my company, do you have 10 minutes? I'll interview you and I got that job. So I tell people, remain positive. You could control your part. You don't know it's gonna happen. There are times where I have worked in settings where uh, unexpectedly someone has passed away and then the person that you're working for no longer exists. So if you are bankable, they'll move you around so you can work alongside other people. If they run out of money, they might still find a means to help you out
1: Mm -hmm. to be
0: fair. So I always tell people don't get too nitty gritty about the promotion, the raise and fighting for every dollar because whatever you put in some in some shape or form, it comes full circle later in time. You don't get to control when you get your reward but I do have enough faith in the universe that every time I may have felt a little bit slighted, the universe rewarded me with something significantly better for being patient.
1: When I think about everything that we've spoken about, Sasha, of which we could spend hours talking, cause you're just such a great wealth of knowledge. I think to myself, um, there are people losing their jobs. The economies are looking in pretty uh, poor shape. How does someone become more resilient to get through this time and not have to rely on the economy as much?
0: Great question. I would say resilience is the topic that I touch upon, especially in the last few years, as I have also ascended to new tiers in my professional career, Mm -hmm. that it's a process. It's not a destination. There aren't certain activities that you do or certain decisions that you make and you go, you're resilient. Resilience doesn't mean that we're immune from the laws of nature. We're still going to have feelings whether we acknowledge them or not. We're still going to seek out resources to, in the name of survival, but also prospering in life. One of the things that I also realized was that there were a few projects that I had nurtured over the years and people would wonder that, how come, why are you doing that when you also have other significant commitments that take care of you in terms of life? And I said, you never know when these smaller projects are going to be the ones nurturing you and you don't want to rely on that one significant source Mm -hmm. of whether it's of income or happiness to take you to your finish line no one is no one will take us to our finish line but us and every day there has to be some form of progress that when i've been mentoring a few people over the course of the last two months i keep on reminding them remember Progress, we're not talking about perfection, we're talking about progress. You want to move forward, and I know there are going to be some mornings where you wake up, that inbox is empty, the phone isn't ringing, you leave follow-up phone calls for your respective business contacts, and either they don't answer or they're telling you that they're trying to figure things out, and they'll get back to you. And it's important for people to understand that they are not the only ones that may have been inconvenienced. In today's present reality, it is more of a test on a global level, Mm -hmm. and we are all in together. And I believe that either this uh, universal challenge, fleeting challenge, it will pass eventually, it will bring out the best in us and force us to become more creative within the constraints that have been imposed upon us by the economy, and at the same time, there are gonna be few people, I believe, unfortunately, where it will bring out the worst in them and they're not going to learn from what is happening out there. So this is this goes back to the gift that we're all born with, free will and choice. And I know that every morning when I wake up, regardless of how I may be feeling a bit, I have the choice to hold my head up high, regardless of how I may be feeling yes. and go about <laughs> my day and give it my all. Because I believe that sometimes people typecast you because of the work that you do that you're living a perfect life and I remind people that I have my own challenges I'm a human being I'm not a machine but I go out and I believe at this phase of my life I feel more comfortable sharing the things that did not go well, but what did I learn from it? so other people don't have to go through the same challenges because with billions of people on earth, we we all have a certain purpose and we're not meant to live the same life and go through the lessons. And I know that there are people hurting at the moment and we have to be a little bit more compassionate. Some people need to buy time and it goes back to basics. If you have your health at the moment, you have food on the table and a shelter, a roof over your head, it cannot be that bad. Now, we all have to remain positive and take some actions day to day, whether you want to improve your health, go out and exercise, eat healthier. Um, maybe it's the opportunity to shop less, so it makes you mindful of where is your money going that you were earning before. If it's up, because I travel a lot, it just gave me an opportunity to shop for my luggage because there was no need for me to go out and, and buy more items. I spend more time in nature because I can't go to the gyms. So there's always something that comes out positive. But at the same time, I tell myself and others, take it day by day. I don't want to extend uh, economic prediction. Because I was thinking about this about a few nights ago, thinking with the ebb and flow of the economy and understanding how things are moving at a certain pace at the moment. I still choose to be uh, optimistic, and I'm hoping that over the course of at least three business quarters, things start going on the upswing. So we'll see what happens, but each of us have to be on that bandwagon to move forward. It's not about one person having it easier than the other. Some people may have more comfort, but their lifestyle is also impacted
1: yeah this is uh, this is the reason the my future business show is so powerful so um, useful for people and it adds value because you know through your life experience Sasha um, you're able to fast track and help people avoid um, I guess some of the, the pitfalls and, and keep that glass half-full now um, when people want to catch up with you personally or they want to find you online or um, get access to your books where are they going to find you
0: Yes, they are welcome to drop a hello at SashaTalks.com, and there are new initiatives being rolled out, so there should be more information for them to uh, entertain and be educated from.
1: And uh, for everybody who um, wants to find the links back to Sasha, I will be making them available below this post at SashaTalks.com. Sasha, in closing, once again, I've just had such an incredible time spending some time with you on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call,